0: Yeah, it's okay.
1: I just want to adjust my computer. There we go.
0: All right. Welcome to the RunningRestaurants.com podcast, where we bring you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to know to make your restaurant more profitable and successful. I'm your host, Jamie Oikel and today we've got a great episode where we're going to dive deep into the business with Bob Anderson, president of the Great Greek Mediterranean Grill.
1: Bob, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Jamie. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, we just met a little bit ago. talked a little bit about where we were from and shared some stories there. But what's going to be good here is we're just going to dive in. We don't have too many notes. Long experienced operator, seen many parts of the business. So let's see. Let's see where the conversation goes. But I think I think one of my first questions will be kind of just curious and, and interesting. Like, what was your first job in the restaurant space?
1: Uh, my first uh, job in the restaurant business was a, uh, <clears throat> a, a manager of development and, and sales for Boston Pizza Restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a Canadian company, they're, I guess about a billion dollar company today. And they were growing here in the States and they were looking for uh, you know, some development people. And so that was my first uh, foray. It was, great to, it was a great opportunity for me to join a great brand like that. So it was a, a great place to start.
0: Good, good, good. Now, so you know, so you've seen growth and in, in, I think in various brands and maybe, we'll, maybe with a lot of that will get covered, but let's go where you are right now, right? Great Greek, uh, Mediterranean space. You talked about it being an exciting, exciting space. You guys are growing. I think we'll, maybe we'll go out to the website. I think I remember hearing 20 units with 20 more coming. Does that sound right? What do we got?
1: Yeah, currently we have uh, 21 units operating. Actually, if we talk in two weeks from now, three weeks from now, we'll have about three more okay. uh, open. Uh, we have, uh, you know, we have about 23, almost 25 on the docket for this year. Um, so it's uh, it's really a breakout year for the brand, and you know the year after that, 2023, we're looking to open another 40, 50 restaurants. So uh, you know we have great operators who really love the brand. Many of them are into their multiple second, third, fourth, and fifth units, uh, and then we also obviously have new people coming into uh, the chain who want to be part of uh, you know this Mediterranean space.
0: Well that what you just laid out that's explosive growth that is that is really ch- you're talking about I mean gosh a couple a couple a month uh, 3 4 units a month that, that that that's crazy does that make your head spin and what's it like how are you picking locations how do you guys how do you guys think about growing that fast
1: yeah you know we've been preparing for this for you know 2 years it all starts with assembling a very capable team uh, of experienced people who can open that many restaurants. So, you know, we've assembled a team and and put it together. And fortunately, we're part of a a bigger company, Jamie, UFG, as I was sharing with you before, our company's been in business 35 years, we have, you know, 11 uh, brands, uh, four category leaders in the world. Um, And we think Great Greek can be that next one. But my point is, we have the resources to really put a team in place that's necessary to have that kind of Growth. It's, you know, to your point, it's easy to say you're going to open that many restaurants, but actually have them on the books, leases signed in development, um, and open them is quite a different um, perspective. And that's where we are now. So it is a really exciting time, and we keep adding on to the team. In fact, we added, we'll add two people this week, you Mm -hmm. know, to start preparing for that growth. And those would be uh, person number four and five just this year alone added to our team.
0: Let, let's, uh, I'm curious, uh, cause everyone's gone through it. How did you guys, or how are you treating the pandemic? Cause you're obviously growing, growing through that. It had to be challenging, but quick service, uh, tended to be a l- fair, fair, a little bit better for sure. Uh, how did you guys deal with it?
1: You know, it was a really, uh, it was a really an interesting experience for us. And, and, you know, we were very, very fortunate how it ended up, you know, and, and we, as we saw so many of our peers struggle, mm-hmm. um, you know the 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 brand the the really the format of the brand is really small footprint we were doing about 50 percent dine-in 50 percent off-premise and that just shifted you know like everyone else jamie that first that first week two weeks was a gut punch you know oh, yeah. and then really the first four weeks no one was really sure where this whole thing was going and then it seemed like people started sticking their heads up and wanted to get out of their houses and started going to restaurants and they were getting the drive-throughs and then they were looking for alternatives um, to the fast food drive-throughs and they wanted to serve better meals to their family since that point i would say about four weeks um you know in mid-april of 2020 our sales just started accelerating and they haven't stopped and we had you know we beat same store sales year over year even in the COVID year by about 20 percent
0: okay wow yeah yeah very interesting. The different trajectories that, that that some folks, a lot of folks, had to close, and that it kind of brings you to a question of franchise versus independent. You know, you, you franchise you have the systems in place, maybe you can withstand a punch in the face a little bit better than than, than a mom and pop. Um, how do you think about that aspect of you know? Obviously, someone could start a, a Jamie's uh, Greek Mediterranean Grill versus joining the franchise. How do you guys talk about the difference there?
1: Well, the, it was a huge difference, right? They had, I mean, basically, yeah, we had calls with our franchise. Um, operators every day you know at the beginning and then it went to weekly and there was a lot of communication and our team was able to pivot we pivoted with our vendors um you know we made sure there wasn't a, a a breakdown in the supply chain so we could have uh, the food we pivoted with information about safety and health and mm-hmm. CDC guidelines and and all those things and you know we were operating in many different states in Florida, Texas, we're in Michigan. Uh, our other brand was in California. so we were able to really bring um, some great resources and expertise to our franchisees to allow them focus on running the business and that that would be the difference uh, and a huge difference that you know we did. Um, all that grind and grunt work, and they focused on getting the restaurants ready to operate and whatever their whatever the, the rules and laws were, uh, you know, in their state. And uh, like I said, we shifted from uh, dine-in to completely off-premise, like everyone else. And and our business was always already going that way. Many of our initiatives were to explore the all off-premise component mm-hmm. you know, of our format. So in many regards, it accelerated that for us. But we gave. Uh, it was really a, a, a we're a great uh, resource to stand right next to our franchisees and um, their operators and our corporate locations and really um, help nurture them through this really incredibly difficult period.
0: Yeah, let's. Uh, I'm curious to dig a little bit further there. Let's stepping away from pan- pandemic in general, but like the education process of your owners. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's through conference calls. Maybe it's through a uh, a, a franchise a summit uh, once a year or something like that. Getting everyone together in the same room. How how do you educate folks that are spread spread all over? Yeah, we do all
1: that. Right. I mean, it's a it's a host of things. We start with communication right into the local level. I mean, we have executives, regional vice presidents in many of the the regions to our field staff who work with our restaurants locally. And as we step up, you know, our divisions will do um, group emails out on things going out, whether it's supply chain, uh, increase in price. Suggestions um, or you know, hiring employees obviously is the big thing um, right now. So we're constantly doing that. The UFG company we do a world expo. In fact, we just did one last year, celebrating uh, 35 years. We had the whole downtown West Palm Beach Convention Center. All the brands are in, and the company does that every years. Uh, We're planning our conference in Las Vegas in September of this year. So each brand does. Um, You know, a conference. So we're bringing uh, we're bringing education and valuable um, content to our franchisees in many different ways uh, on a regular on a regular basis. And we still try to improve that and get it better. And, uh, you know, all those things. And we do video calls, you know, and and we'll do a quarterly um, video um, call on a certain subject.
0: Good, good. Yeah. All right. So you guys are plugging them in. Um, you talked about hiring. That was one of the things you talked about, a labor shortage. And I happened to have a, have a great interview earlier today where we talked about that aspect. And a lot a lot of good tips come, came out of that. And I'm sure you guys have found uh, solutions, ideas, ways to find people when in this tight market. What what are some of the some of the things that have worked for for your for you guys for your teams for your locations? Find people, get them in place, make sure you're staffed. What's been working?
1: Yeah, I think there's really two most significant areas that we really try to focus on um, that work. One, I would say is a little bit new to all of us. One is true and tried, you know, core of being a great uh, employer and and knowing how to uh, recruit um, and hire people. The the first is we used to, you know, when we launched a restaurant and we launched in a market or trade area, it was all about just introducing the brand to the consumer. So we've accelerated that, or I should say, moved it back. And we actually do um, a marketing launch geared at hiring employees uh, and just getting the message out um, about the brand, the differences of the brand, uh, what a great place it is um, to work um, to help attract people. So that is really a major shift for us. It has to be really a uh, a concerted effort on a lot of different fronts, Um, more so than any one tactic that, wow, this really has brought us a lot, or this is in different markets, it's always different types of things. But really training um, our operators to have the soft skills um, to interview and really sell the job, so to speak. You know, being an employer uh, of choice, showing um, those candidates a path beyond the position um, that they're interviewing for. Um, You know, if it's a frontline person who wants to get into management, show them that path. If it's a manager who wants to get into, you know, corporate or regional management or those show them that path. And that's one of the things that we found um, to be very successful is um, showing people that path um, of growth and how we're going to nurture them and how they're going to come out uh, once they get in with us. And and be uh, have growth as an individual, an employee, and and in that environment. Um, That to me has really been the most significant because every restaurant is out there looking for for good people. And and then I would say the bonus for us, our restaurants. If you've been it's really a nice place to work. We have a great uh, customer base, um, and so uh, it's a comfortable uh, place for for people to work and manage. So, so those three things have. Are are the areas that we're really focused on tactically? While we probably have 11, 12 different tactics in some markets, this this tactic works in this market that doesn't work, and and so that's always a, always a, a moving uh, target for us.
0: Yeah, that's good. I, I I wrote down a lot of stuff there, and it's it's been hard to find people. And I like I like the phrase "employer of choice." You know, having a culture, having the training, and having people want to work there, right? Because there's the demand. You you're in a what's the word I'm looking for? It's not a it's not a buyer's market, right? It's the sellers. They they have their choice, right? They can they can really go anywhere, at any time. And so you need to make it a desirable place to work through any combination of things you mentioned, um, growth opportunities, pay opportunities, other other incentives, and so forth. It's it's more of a challenge than, than it ever has been, of course. So so it really has to be part of the strategy to integrate all those things. You can't say let's pay the least and have the least uh, amount of attention for our folks and and that that's just that's not going to work obviously right yeah what well, what
1: operators need to realize is that most individuals are not making the decision on the pay because the pay is there for everyone mm-hmm. right every if everyone's right so it's really is when we sit down in front of someone you know you want that individual to say i want to work for this person that's right right this this is a person i'd like to wake up every day go to work and work with um and that is you know that it's always been difficult in this industry to find good people before even before pandemic and and the the operators who do the best job of it are the ones who are really sensitive to creating a nice environment, respecting their employees, paying them fair, maybe giving them time off vacation, flexible schedule <clears throat> you know that's all part of being um a great employer, and you know to me that is. That's the game. Is that person sitting in front of me? Are they going to say, "I want to work for you"? And and that's some um, soft skill development that whoever that hiring person is, they need to they need to develop that.
0: Yeah, I, I, the retention is is a big deal, and then like, celebrating your your folks, mm-hmm. acknowledging them. Uh, whether it's through awards or or something else, even small. Even, I mean, you maybe you found that small bonuses, not bonus is not the right word, but small incentives can work good. You know, uh, a little contest here, a bonus there. You know, targets to hit. You use anything like that in the, in the yeah, absolutely.
1: And we use all those things. And and I think you're you're right. I had a I had a, a manager come to me one day and say, hey, well, "This person's this person is just they're lazy." <clears throat> and I said, "They're lazy." I said, "Let me go talk to them. So I went over and talked to that person and I said, um, so what's your, what's your role here? What do you do? And they really couldn't tell me what their role was and what they were supposed to do. And, Mm. and and they were a front of house person. Oh, I said, do you greet the customer? Well, I didn't know I was supposed to greet the customer. So I go to the manager and say, well, I think maybe you have a good employee here, but they really are not sure what what they need to do. So go deliver them our five touch points for that customer. And, uh, you know, in the front of the house from when they walk in to when they order to when they get their food to when they when they leave and that employee became um, an all star employee and became a, a shift leader and then a trainer. And and it was just simply making sure that individual knew what the role of that job was to be successful. and It was a great learning opportunity for, yeah. for me and for our organization to make sure now that we're talking to you know our um you know our our management leaders to say <clears throat> you need to make sure that everyone understands what it means to be successful in the role and when they do it go pat them on the back go tell them a great job they want that as much as they want <clears throat> you know a bonus or a gift card and those kind of things so
0: yeah you um gosh you uh, something you said there i've been you know I <clears throat> go Through the, some of the books I have on those wall, but this is everyone's, you know, the all-time classic. And I got my earmarks, and you know, the How to Win Friends and Influence People, yeah. classic Dale Carnegie, and something you said reminded me of that. And it's you know, give people a good name to follow up to, and you, you you know, you checked in with that with that 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 staff member, and maybe they didn't know the exact thing, but you you clarified, and then you gave them an expectation level to work up to. And now you're going to find that they're they're one they're going to be one of the best the the best uh, staff members for you because you've given them that level and expectations and you got to set it clearly. So, hundred percent,
1: hundred percent. And there's some brands out there, right, who do it really great, and everyone thinks they get all the great employees. Well, they don't get all the great employees. They just they hire really great personalities and <clears throat> they show them what the role is and what success looks like, and then they. Um, they support it and they, um, they acknowledge it. And um, you know, those types of things are what repeats that behavior. And so those are the things that we focus on you know, with our management team, our franchise operators. Uh, many of them have already have been in, um, in hiring positions before, but it's also quite different hiring an executive than it is a frontline uh, person or, or uh, someone who works in the uh, kitchen for a restaurant. You know? So you have to talk their language.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Question for you that kind of change, changing the topic a little bit. Um, now everything's, uh, here's my, here's my phone, right? It's nearby, right? Everything's mobile. Everything's social. Everybody, a lot of your audience is probably on on Facebook and Twitter and and TikTok and Instagram and so forth. And it's very, very social. Um, how do you, do you guys do anything specific to target that younger audience and some of these, uh, plat, some of these platforms, these influencers, anything you guys think about?
1: Uh yeah, I mean we're 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 always seeking to who that audience is, you know, being a newer chain, um there's a lot of trying to understand, you know, what those best places are. So we're exploring um I would say a lot of different areas, um whether it's uh, you know, paid, you know, online advertising, we're doing something some things with geofencing. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> you know, we have different technology partners that we're testing, uh, different ideas in terms of uh, loyalty and reward. Um, so we're, we're, we're exploring all those areas, um, at the moment. Um, and, um, you know, some things are, uh, uh, are working very well. Some we don't get any traction on, and that's part of the, you know, part of the search as we grow, it will increase uh, more. We're looking, actually just had a meeting last week with, um you know our creative team about uh TikTok and mm. you know what do we want to do there do we want to do a channel do we have the capabilities right now really to put the time and energy that constantly needs to be uh, updated and fed or do we want to uh, look at you know who are the key influencers in certain markets that can really have a uh, an impact on us so that's that's some of the uh you know that's some of the things that we're working through um as we speak but we recognize That we have to be part of, you know, the communities and the conversations that are happening relative to um, our brand, whether it's the food, whether it's Mediterranean food, whether it's healthy diet, whether Mm. it's more inspirational about enjoying life. You know, our tagline uh, that really captures the essence of our brand uh, Jamie, is uh, live your life deliciously. Mm. And that can mean a lot of different things. Right. It could be about the food. It could be about, you know, living and enjoying every moment. Um, So we try, you know, That's a very inspirational piece, part of, you know, the Mediterranean uh, hospitality and lifestyle, so to speak. So, So we have a lot of different opportunities there. And it's just trying to figure out and find out, hey, where's, you know, where's the best place? Or is it, you know, giving a little bit to all those places?
0: We have an episode. I'm trying to. I'll probably probably try to. Wow, well, everything's where we record this and so forth. But anyway, I have an episode coming out on on uh, with with Rev Siancio from Brand Strategic Hospitality, where we talked about TikTok. So when that comes out, or I'll I'll make sure I send you the link. And yeah. but anyway, folks, look for that because he's he's got a whole well, He's got a book on about TikTok for restaurants with tips and stuff. He points at a couple of examples, and it's not something that it's it's one of the newest platforms. And restaurants are starting to use it. So yeah, you need to know. Hey, should I be there? Should I spend time? Should I invest? And anyway, that'll be a great resource for you to, for folks to check out. Yeah, I'd love uh, for, for for that because uh, he's 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 got some really good tips there. Uh, let's go. Let's go to lo- you, you. in your last uh, talk there, you mentioned hmm. loyalty and rewards. Um, I want to stay there for 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 a quick second. How do you guys think about loyalty and rewards? Uh, a lot of brands do it. Some people do it well. I feel like as a consumer. The ones I like the most is when I get rewarded relatively frequently. I don't have to go, you know, 24 times before I get, you know, a $1 cookie. Like it has frequency to it uh, and so forth. And it's maybe it's obviously I like when it's tracked on an app and I can kind of see what the status is. How do you guys think about loyalty and how does it kind of play into some of your decisions?
1: Yeah, you're hitting on all the things where we're really, you know, we're having some really robust dialogue on right now. And um you know initially loyalties was just about point based right you came in you spent a dollar you got a style dollar you know maybe american airlines kind of created yeah. that and then starbucks came along and everyone thought that was the way to go uh, we went out recently and did you know a lot of um had a lot of conversations with you know our guests and our brand's been around for 10 years we're actually going into our 11th brand uh, 11th year with the brand so we have um consumers who've been around a long time and those are the ones that we're really interested in, in in hearing about. And so the bottom line came back, just as you had mentioned, people want um want more about give me uh give me some incentives on frequency and we want a reward on frequency. Um, and it seems for us there's gonna be more of a shift away from points based um rewards that people accumulate to more. Hey, I'm rewarding you at this moment. It's instantaneous. You're gonna come back. It's a great offer. Um, and so we're, we're we're looking at that is um, really the place for us to go in the future. I think the points and the loyalty for companies like Starbucks, where people might go get a cup of coffee every day, um, you know, if, you know that might be a great fit <clears throat> for that. Um, for us, we, you know, our consumer is telling us, you know, they want to get they want to get more. Um, uh contact on incentives based on their visits so it's shifting more to a visit based reward our 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 customer in general comes to our restaurant very frequently more so than any other brand
0: okay
1: when i was in the burger space and pizza space people put themselves on a schedule right that schedule i could do that once a week once a month once a quarter in the mediterranean space there's no schedule. We have people come in for lunch and then, you know, have a have a salad and then they come for dinner and have a, you know, have a chicken uh, sovaki plate. And so we have a much, much higher incidence of um, of repeat visits, which makes this space to me very special. Healthy eaters snack during the day. We have great snack food. So we don't have the deep dive down the two to four, you know, dead hours are not dead hours for for our brand so it makes really for a nice situation for our operator but our consumers are just coming back so often um which is really great for the brand
0: yeah it is a total, total different philosophy uh, you, with the healthy healthy eating folks can uh, repeat 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 and uh, let's go out let's go out let's go out for a second uh maybe there's something I'll, i'm going to pull up the uh the website for you guys and we'll just take a look at it for two minutes or so. If I can figure out buttons to push,
1: let's go. Let's see.
0: Let's see. Let's see. Does this look right? Look, look familiar? familiar?
1: Oh, you're making me hungry already. Yeah.
0: So yeah. So uh, like, you know, what? Uh, what? What's the brand vibe you guys are going for? What's the? Uh, what's the feeling? Obviously, this looks. This looks great here. But when you think about that first impression when folks land on the website or they pull up the phone, what you guys? Uh, what are you guys trying to convey?
1: Yeah, well, you know, as I mentioned earlier, our, our tagline is live your life deliciously. So everything we do, we want to do in the moment and, and we want to do it really, really well. Um, our feeling is people eat their food a couple of times. They first do it with their eyes mm. and then they do it with, with their mouth, and then they take some home with them. And so, so for our brand, you know, as you can see, um, our food is absolutely beautiful, you know, and it starts with the food when it shows up at their table, it's cooked to order. Uh, it's made fresh daily every day in our restaurant. The ingredients are um, of the highest quality. So you know we get a very, very great experience with, with the food. Um, what we really want to happen when you ask me about the vibe I grew up in an Italian family, and and on Sunday afternoon, we called it dinner. It was about 2 or 3 o'clock. The whole family got together, and we all got around a table, and there was a, a lot of energy, a lot of conversation. And my mother and my aunts and my grandmother spent most of the day preparing that food. Uh, the food was absolutely delicious. It was plentiful. Um, that is the feeling that we want people to have when they come into that restaurant, just like most people, most cultures have. Uh, on that, that Sunday afternoon where the family gets together, it's uh, a lot of fun, very welcoming, a lot of love, but also great food. Um, so that's the vibe we're after in, in the restaurant. Our teams are really um, welcome uh, welcoming to the guests. Uh, like I said, our food comes out on a real plate. Uh, you get a real fork. Um, you don't even clean up your, your dish after you finished, you leave and our team cleans it up. So it's the closest thing I would say to a full service experience, uh, without being a full service, uh, restaurant. And that's where we think, you know, there's a huge opportunity for the brand to jump out, uh, and capture and be the world leader in really the fine, fast, casual segment, um, of Mediterranean food.
0: Yeah, I, I was just I absolutely appreciate you going through that. And I was just scrolling through through the website and stuff. Great, great photography, by the way, of course, uh, this looks it does. It does look very, very, very appealing. And so let's let's talk about that for a second. You the growth part, you already rolled, you already rolled through it. So you guys are you're obviously you're, you're franchising and looking for folks and, and looking for partners and uh, let's click a map here. So yeah, there's already folks all over the place. What uh, how do you think about expansion?
1: Yeah, I mean, for us, it's worldwide, um, and I think I mentioned to you earlier when we were talking. Um, you know, we see and believe um, that we're going to be the brand that really jumps in and leads the world in the fine, fast, casual, <clears throat> Mediterranean space. We have, you know, as I mentioned, 21 restaurants open here in the states. We'll open another, you know, 22 to 25 this year, um, double that the following year. We also have agreements already. Um, internationally um, mm-hmm. in Canada, we're working on finalizing some deals in Europe and in Australia. So we have an interest on the brand uh, around the globe, but we also have a team in place that we can support that uh, because we're part of a much bigger company, right? We have a we have a fully dedicated team in Australia. You know we have a dedicated team in in Europe. Um, so it allows us really to jump out and take, you know take that opportunity right in front of us. Um, uh, and it starts with assembling a great team, which we have, and now bringing in some great, uh, franchise partners, uh, which we are accumulating.
0: I clicked on franchise and that t- took us to a different, uh, different website, but, uh, I, you guys do a good job with taglines, right? A delicious franchise investment. So I <laughs> appreciate, appreciate that. So, all right. So folks that want to know more about either the franchise opportunity or just kind of, they just looking, looking for a, a lunch I'll, I'll jump out, of, I'll jump out of screen share, but. Where you know where do you send them? What uh, what's what's the best place to go? Just the website?
1: Yeah, best place to go is to our website uh, the great great grill, um, dot com, um, and they'll be able to get any information they want there from menu to location. As you saw, there's a franchise link. If someone was interested in learning more about uh, the franchise, go click that link. They'll get a little bit more information, and then a, a, a button to. Um, ask for additional information, and, and our team will contact them and follow follow up. But they'll, there's a lot of information on uh, on the website.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, we we covered a lot. Any closing thoughts that we didn't hit that you want to hit, or any any parting thoughts for operators that are out there, whether they're franchise, independent, just in the business? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean my parting thought is as, as we share with our team, turn the TV off. Mm. Okay, uh, I know on TV it sounds like the world is crashing. It's not what we're seeing. know in the marketplace go really pay attention to your guests give them a great experience whether you're in the mediterranean space pizza burger whatever space uh you know you'll have a much better chance at thriving in this business by really focusing uh, on your team and and your guests and that's what we're focused on and so turn the tv off um unless you're watching the dallas mavericks and rooting for them
0: Yeah, that's funny. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I was reading, reading something else like turn, turn turn, the TV off in general, I didn't like, and just work, you know, work on yourself, work on your business. Don't get stuck in reruns. You can watch playoff action, right? Watch some playoffs, get yeah. into that, have some fun. Uh, but uh, but really enj- enjoy what's going on out there. So I appreciate you, Bob. This has been great. Fascinating to talk about what's going on behind the biz, folks. Uh, that was Bob Anderson, president of the Great Greek Mediterranean Grill. Make sure to check them out at the Great Greek Grill. .com. Did I get that right? Thegreatgreekgrill.com. A lot of yep. G's there. A lot of G's. <laughs> the Thegreatgreekgrill.com. Uh, for more great restaurant marketing, operations, service people, and tech tips, stay tuned to us here at runningrestaurants.com. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Bob.
1: Thanks, Jamie.